You are listening to the Purposed Heart Ministries podcast with Dr. Craig Gilbert. Prepare to be enlightened, entertained, and move to grow as you hear practical advice on building and enriching the experience of worship at your church. And now, Dr. Craig Gilbert. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Purpose Heart Ministries podcast. Our podcast is here to help you with any and all aspects of church planning and development, but with a special emphasis on congregational worship. I'm your host, Dr. Craig Gilbert, founder and lead consultant of Purpose Heart Ministries, and I'm happy as always to be with you each week as we talk about important issues that so many churches must face each and every day. Love it if you would keep helping us share the uh, podcast. We've done some uh, posted, some boosted uh, postings on Facebook recently, and uh, those have been very, very well received. We've got a lot of new people listening and checking us out, and we hope that you will possibly consider sharing this on your Facebook account or Instagram or whatever account that you have that uh, can help some other people get the same kind of quality um, help that you've been getting on these podcasts because we really want to make sure that everybody has a chance to hear um, how they can make their worship better. So uh, last week we started a new worship, uh, new podcast series called uh, New Year, New Ministry. And uh, the very first podcast was called uh, Revision, Not Resolution. Um, Here we are in week two of January of the year 2020. And uh, most of the people that I know that have uh, made a resolution uh, at the beginning of the year have already left those and dropped them. Uh, It's always fun. I'm an avid, avid workout guy. I, I do triathlons. And I work out at, uh, I have three different gym memberships uh, for various reasons. And so I hit these gyms regularly. And it's always interesting, uh, especially as a swimmer, at the beginning of the year to see the pool get super overcrowded. And usually on the first week of January, and usually by at least the third week of January, it's pretty much back to where it would be normally. And then, of course, by the 1st of February, it's like nothing ever happened. Um, but, man, those lines over at the sign-up at the sign-up desks to uh, join the gym in January are long. And um, and and it, people are all trying to, you know, do something great there with their New Year's resolution. But resolutions are hard. Uh, it's very difficult to, uh, you know, do something with uh, a resolution unless you're just unless you just have had a major life shift so that's why we talked about revision instead of resolution looking at what you have and revising it rather than completely and totally rebuilding it and um, you know reimagining what what you already have doing an assessment and then just kind of reimagining what you could do and so for the next four weeks uh, we're going to talk about some specific places where we can apply revision not resolution to the ministries that we have and the first one that I want to share with you, uh, we're, well, what we're going to do is we're going to use the um, basically the same things that you would use if you were writing an article for a newspaper, the, the who, what, where, when, and how kind of thing. And this week we're going to look at where. So what I want you to do is start thinking about your ministry. And um, this week I want you to think about where does your ministry serve and where does it not serve and where could it possibly serve? Where could you make some minor revisions to what you are doing, and uh, and make a big impact on ministry. And I want to give you three examples just to kind of stimulate your thought. Uh, these are three examples that I have used in the past and uh, have used successfully. And so I offer them to you as a place to begin uh, your revision process uh, and then uh, you know apply these to your own area and see uh, where you could possibly do things. And when I say where... 
uh, I am talking right now physically where. Where could you do ministry that you are not currently doing ministry uh, and do it in a way that maybe is not you know a super life-changing resolution, but just a revision? So here we go. Uh, example number one, let's say you lead a praise band and you have a praise service, a contemporary praise service, and you learn a lot of different um, a lot a lot of different songs. Uh, you probably churn through four, five, six songs a week. Uh, maybe you uh, of those you know four to six songs a week, maybe two are are old, one is fairly new, and at least one is probably brand new every week. And so uh, you probably do a lot of rehearsing. And so here's the first thing. What about if you took your rehearsal and put it outdoors, put it somewhere else? Uh, you and the band just went and played somewhere. Uh, you could do it as a rehearsal. Uh, you could do it as a precursor to a very special worship event. Perhaps you have a major worship event coming. And instead of doing your dress rehearsal on campus, which you could still do, do a dress rehearsal or do a run through uh, in another location at a city park. Uh, do it in, uh, talk to your local grocery store, see if you can set up in their parking lot. Um, there are a lot of places that would be very happy to have you and your band come out and play, a lot of unusual places. Um, I know of one church that uh, set up their band in a local dog park, dog walking park, and they advertised. They put flyers around the town and said that on Saturday, whatever the date was, at 2 p.m., the uh, praise band from XXX Church is going to be uh, over at uh, the dog park, and we're gonna we're just gonna jam and sing some songs, and we invite you to walk your dogs, bring your dogs, walk your dogs, and celebrate with us. And they took their band, uh, and the first time they took them, they went all acoustic, and they just went and jammed, and they went and played in a dog park, and the crowd was great. And people brought their dogs. It was something kind of quirky and unusual. Uh, the second time they went, they actually brought drums and uh, brought electric instruments and a PA system. And even though they set up in the dog park, uh, they were loud enough to be heard throughout the park. And this turned into something that was uh, pretty cool for them. And it was something they were doing anyway. They were getting together. They were playing songs anyway. They had to practice. They had to run through. But instead of just always doing it on the stage in their church, they did the extra work um, and made the revision, not a resolution, but a revision to their ministry and decided to do it in a different place. They decided just to go and sing in public somewhere, and it worked out very well. And I've done it with my own bands. Uh, we took ours to a public park. I took one of my bands to a public park uh, in the town where we, where our church was located, and we just decided that we were going to show up on a Saturday afternoon and play, and we did, and it went really, really well. Uh, a lot of our church members came out, but there were a lot of other people who were there for picnics and things. And they came and stopped and sang with us and, and just got a taste of the church. And we weren't out there. We, we invited people to church, but our primary goal was just to spread the gospel where the people are. And maybe that's the best thing to think about. Where can your, where can your what you're already doing uh, go where the people are? Um, so number one is take your band out, sing somewhere else, do something else. Uh, number two, uh, maybe perhaps your band can have a service day where you take your band or your choir. I've done this once with one of my choirs. Uh, we took a uh, Wednesday night when we would normally be rehearsing. So it was no burden on the choir uh, as far as an extra night. 
and uh, set up a time when we were able to go to a local uh, care facility. Uh, some people call them nursing homes or long-term care facilities. But we decided that instead of rehearsing that night, we were going to go to a local care facility and we were going to sing there. So I took my choir and, well, actually, I didn't take them. We just all met there instead. And so uh, we sang through, we brought our folders and we sang through uh, several of the pieces that we were working on that spring. Uh, we were getting ready for a big Easter performance and I wanted to get them, we were getting kind of stale in the room and I wanted to get them out and, and kind of freshen some things up. And to be honest with you, that is not exactly a critical audience. Uh, they are just happy that you are there. And again, an opportunity to share the gospel, to sing God's praises, to actually have a, it wasn't a productive rehearsal because it wasn't a rehearsal, but it was a productive run through. We learned a lot about the music and the state of the music that we were working on. And we were able to do that instead of just doing it for ourselves in a room where I probably would have talked too much and been overly critical. Uh, I took them out to a place where we could just uh, just run through the material. Uh, there was no way I was going to get super critical in front of everybody. Uh, so we were just able to run through the material, uh, make some notes. And then the following week, we came back and took what was truly beneficial to a large number of people and made it into a working uh, rehearsal opportunity and learning opportunity. And the very next week at our rehearsal, we solved many of the problems that we discovered in our music when we went and sang somewhere else. So singing at a local long-term care facility with your choir uh, is a great, great opportunity. And then last but not least, this is another place where, you know, taking your group out, uh, getting them out of the, getting your ministry out of the, uh, out of the usual area, another where. Um, I took my, I took a couple of my guitar players and my drummer and we went to, we made a deal with a local elementary school, uh, and their, um, uh, their local music teacher. We, we had a kind of a connection with a local music teacher at a local elementary school. And so I took uh, two of my guitar players. We brought an electric guitar, an acoustic guitar, and we brought a couple of hand drums. And we went to a uh, local elementary school, spent the day with a uh, with the music teacher there. And all of the music, all the kids who came in for music class got to hear from my band talking about, my, my guys talking about um, their guitars, their instruments. And so uh, they were able to do some demonstrations. We brought a small amplifier and a pedal board. And so my, uh, my electric guy was able to, you know, demonstrate all the different ways that all the different kind of funky sounds he can make with his electric guitar. And then my acoustic guy uh, talked about basic, the basic physics of the guitar. We were looking at, we were talking to first and second graders primarily. We talked about how a guitar makes sound, how an acoustic guitar makes sound. Then my drummer uh, had a couple of different hand drums, and he showed the differences. And they, uh, a couple of more ethnic drums, so he was able to talk about the culture of the uh, people who created the drums, and then demonstrate the different ways that you could play the drums. And then the three of them played together. Uh, they they played a couple of tunes together just to show how these these three instruments uh, could play together. So. Um, my electric guitar did mostly patty, delay kind of sounds, kind of almost like keyboardish kind of sounds. The acoustic guitar became the rhythm guitar, and then the drummer kept the beat. And, um, of course, both my guitar players and the drummer could sing, and so they, they did a couple of tunes together. But what we did was, um, and, and yes, we sang a couple of Christian songs, and we knew we had gotten permission to do that. But the biggest thing was is that I was able to take my guys out and make them... Um, help them connect to uh, children and take uh, and make it a legitimate music experience 
uh, for those kids, not just a Christian experience, but a music experience, and gave my guys a chance to um, to teach a little bit and use the instruments that God's given them, using the talent that God's given them to just make a difference in their local community. Not necessarily inviting a bunch of people to church and trying to get people saved. Not that there's anything wrong with that, and there's certainly opportunities for evangelism. But sometimes it's just about reconnecting with people and reconnecting uh, with the community and understanding the community that you serve. Um, to be honest with you, I'll, I'll be, you know, I'll, to be completely honest, the reason that we did the little thing with the elementary school was I had some people, I had some people in the band kind of griping because we had a lot of little kids in the, in the worship service making noise as little kids do. And so um, <laughs> I took them and we spent some time with some little kids in school. And it's amazing. Some of their uh, attitudes and positions changed a little bit. Uh, just by exposing them to to that situation. So my challenge for you as you're coming into the new year and you're you're looking at a revision, not a resolution, just a revision, uh, a small tweak to the ministry that um, can make a huge difference is uh, where can you do something different? Look around your community, look at your group, and think about where could you take your group. Where could y'all go that's not in the church, that's not uh, in the sanctuary? Now, for some of you... <laughs> Maybe the furthest thing you can do is move from the sanctuary out to the church parking lot. Okay, that's fine. Move. Do something. Maybe it's moving to uh, Sunday school classes. Maybe that's as far as you can go. You're uh, instead of uh, you know warming up one Sunday uh, between services or whatever, you're going to go to the Sunday school classes and sing songs. Spread your choir out, or spread your choir out. Let them sing in Sunday school classes. Spread your band out. Let them sing in Sunday school classes. Do something with your ministry, though, your worship ministry, to uh, your music ministry specifically, to get out of the rut, get out of the regular place, and watch how it stimulates and excites your folks uh, for regular worship time in the church. It really makes a huge difference. Uh, one of the things I wanted to say uh, that I forgot to say last week, and I, I'm going to close with this. Remember that the difference between a, res a resolution or a revision, resolutions are almost always some kind of dramatic change. Some kind of, you know, I'm going to go from, from fat to thin. I'm going to go from lazy to energetic or, or athletic. I'm, I'm going to do something, you know, something dramatic. Whereas a revision even can just be something very, very small. And some people say, well, a small thing really doesn't make a difference. Well, let me tell you something. I'll give you two examples of that. First of all, uh, most people who are trying to lose weight and they talk to a dietitian, one of the first things a dietitian will tell you uh, is that if you want to lose weight, it all comes down to what you put in your mouth. I can't tell you how many people have lost just tens of pounds Um just by cutting out sodas or something along those lines, cutting out one item in their diet, just a small revision to their diet makes a huge impact on their weight. It takes a little bit of time, but it makes a difference. But my favorite example is a, uh, think of a gigantic oil tanker. Think of a um, uh, cruise ship or some, some gigantic ship. And it's going from Los Angeles to uh, Tokyo. Let's say it's going from Los Angeles to Japan. And so it's gonna go all the way across the Atlantic. Now, I want you to imagine, and you can you don't even have to imagine, you can actually do this on your computer. Uh, you can pull out your, your Google Maps or whatever, and you can actually track this on your computer. If a, if a ship is leaving Los Angeles and going to Japan, and it leaves Los Angeles, and it is only one degree off to the left of the direction it should be going, one degree to the left of the direction it should be going to get to Japan, 
and it follows the same and it, and it travels for the same amount of time as if it was going to go all the way to Japan. Take a look at how far off track that ship will be by the time it reaches uh, what it thinks would be Japan. Think, look at how far south, just by taking that one degree to the left, look at how far south that, that ship is going to move over the course of time, just by revising their, their, chart, their uh, charted path by one degree. So you can't think of, okay, we're going to get all of our stuff done here in this first month, but what revision can you make for the year of 2020? What small revision can you make? That will, by the time you get to the year, by the time you get to the end of 2020, your group, your ministry is going to look so different than it would have if you didn't make that revision. Not a resolution, not a major change, just a small revision. Uh, and so the first place we looked at today was where. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about when. Uh, we're, we're, we're going to talk about times. And I'll give you some more examples. But the main thing I want you to do is start thinking about where can I uh, how can I, what can I do um, to, to make this small revision to my ministry in 2020 so that we are so much better and so much greater for God's glory by the end of the year? I hope that you're enjoying this podcast series. Uh, I hope that it resonates with you. Uh, spend this week thinking about your wares, and then next week uh, we'll shift gears and uh, talk about your wins. I do want to say it would be awesome if you would go to Craig at PurposedHeartMinistries.com, send me an email, and let me know what you've decided. Where where have you discovered a where? Uh, what wares have you discovered in your ministry? What what things have you thought about possibly implementing this year as a where outside of your outside of your usual church location? Uh, what could you possibly explore that will make 2020 a different year for? your worship ministry. Share those with me at craig at purposedheartministries.com or go to the Purposed Heart Ministries Facebook page and share them directly onto the page. Uh, Would love to hear from you and uh, I will, I tell you what, if you send it to me and share it with me, I will, I, if you will let me, I will, I will share your church and uh, your name, your church, your ministry, and uh, what you're going to do for 2020 as a revision, uh, I will be more than happy to share that with others on this podcast, on the Facebook page, or whatever. And let's get the word out, and let's help each other uh, become better in the year 2020 at the worship ministry that God has called us to be. Until then, uh, continue to share the podcast, uh, share it with others, and I will talk to you again next week. Uh, Love you guys. I'm praying for each and every one of you and praying for your ministries. Uh, Take care, and, and until next week, God bless. Thank you for listening to the Purposed Heart Ministries podcast with Dr. Craig Gilbert. Want more from Craig? Be sure to join us online at PurposedHeartMinistries.com. We look forward to having you join us again next week.